All right. What's up, swimmers and swimmers? I'm Coleman Hodges, joined by swim swim rider Yin Yin Lee. And we are here to do a little bit of a deep dive on the first night of SEC and ACC championships. Obviously, the highlight being an NCAA record in the 200 medley relay set by the Virginia women, as well as Jordan Crooks splitting an 18-9 for the first time in history, sub-19 in the 50 fly. Uh, first off, Yin Yin, Jordan Crooks, 18-9. My God, I can't even believe it's real. I was looking at the splits, and I'm j I just saw 18. I'm like, what? Is that a freestyle split? No, it's a fly split. It went. I mean, like, I knew he was going really fast when I was watching the actual race. They were like half a second behind Florida, and then after that leg, they were half a second ahead of Florida. And I was thinking to myself, oh, that definitely he definitely went really fast, maybe like a 19 low, but no, 18-9, which is crazy, bonkers. Yeah, again, as Rowdy said on the commentary, he didn't just go the fastest time, he shattered it. Uh, he <laughs> went, the, the previous fastest time was 19-3 by Joe Schooling and someone else. Do you remember? Um, it was, it was Eric Fries. Eric Fries. And Eric Fries of Florida <clears throat> from last year's Juno Medley Relay. Uh, almost the more surprising part of this was that Florida had their medley relay and almost upgraded their medley relay from last year uh, with Josh Leando anchoring in 18-2, no less. And Tennessee still came out on top of Florida just because of the 18-9 from Jordan Crooks yeah. was so massive. I mean, Eric Freeze was 19-9, which is a monster split. And I mean, Florida we know their history. We know that I think it's safe to assume he'll be faster at NCAAs. Um, but let's talk Jordan Crooks. 18-9, obviously crazy. He's out in 8-2, which is so much speed. Faster um, than Dressel's 17.6 going out, even though Dressel was two feet mm, and still. It's a crazy stat. I, like it yeah. <laughs> Okay. So one of the comments was uh, asked. Is it still a stretch to think he's going to go 43? Not reply. You said aptly, no. <laughs> I'm confused. Did anyone ever say that he wasn't going to go 43 this season? I mean, his best time is a 44-7. So I guess if he doesn't drop that much from mid-seasons, then no. But he was he was 19-8, I believe, in the 50-fly mid-seasons. And he went 89 today. So... He's definitely going 43 and drop. Like, if he drops a second in a 50, he's definitely for sure dropping more than a second in a 100. Like, there's no doubt about it. I just don't see a world <laughs> that he doesn't go yeah. uh, 43. I mean, yeah. I, I think he could challenge Dressel's record at this point of, of 42-8. But I, like... If he doesn't go 43, I, I would be shocked. Shocked. The real question here is, is he going to go 17 in the 53? I think he will. With, like, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. He's 18-2 at midseason. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he'll go 17-6 tomorrow. By the way, swim fans, <laughs> I'll be on deck tomorrow in College Station at SEC. So whatever he goes, I'm interviewing him, which I'm excited about. 
but like he can't not go 17 tomorrow. Uh, I think what sorry, especially relay... with the three chances as well as like he gets to lead if he leads off the relay. Yeah. yeah. I think what this relay and what Crooks's performance shows is that he is on another level step above everyone else this year. Because I was looking at Josh Leendo's split. He split 18-2, which is really solid. And then I'm remembering that Crooks went 18-2 off a flat start this year. So it's just so mind-boggling how good he is. And it'll be interesting to see how this meet plays out and then obviously how we roll into NCAAs. Tennessee is known to really go for it at SEC championships. And last year, we saw Jordan Crooks carry that momentum through. He was obvious, it was his freshman season. He didn't do quite as well at NCAAs, but he was still in those A finals in the 50 and 100 free. I mean, we've seen him win a world title already in the last few months. So I think he's going to have an absolutely monster NCAAs. But that showdown with Leendo and the other, you know, and Brooks Curry and the other sprinters in the NCAA are going to be really exciting. But yeah, that's speed. Um, Let's talk UVA women. Uh, Two medley relay at ACC's. They just clip their American U.S. Open NCAA record. Uh, what did you see that intrigued you out of this, out of, out of our first of however many NCAA records before NCAAs? Yeah, I'm I'm honestly kind of surprised that they took down the record because, well, one, they don't have the open lanes like that they did last year. And second, I didn't think that Alex Walsh would be able to match Alexis Wenger split from last year and everyone else on the relay was the same as last year. So I didn't think, I think they would have gone maybe 132 low, but I wasn't expecting them to go even faster at this meet. And they did. And I'm mainly wondering with Kate Douglas splitting 20.4, I'm wondering if this is going to, um, I guess, convince her to do the 50 free over the, 200 medley relay i'm 200 i am i met and i don't think she should do the 53 over the 200 i am because she really even if she went 20.4 she was 20.5 last year so not that big of a difference but like for her i'm wondering does that give her any i guess in like decision making like it would if she would do the 53 with who i am yeah i mean my money has been on her doing the 50 free. I, I mean, I think she's the American record holder. I think she's really good at the 200 IM and I don't really see a reason for her to swim it, especially because I'm sure her, I know that her training is more sprint oriented. I know she has endurance, but as the weekend goes on, does she want to go 50, 100, 200 for individuals or does she want to go 200, 100, 200, you know? And so I think not front loading that first day with the 200 IM sets her up to have a good or a better rest of the meet at least because NCAAs is taxing, especially when you get to that last day and you're doing a 200 breaststroke. I think I could see her doing one of each race at ACCs and NCAAs. Maybe she'll do the 50 free here and then the 200 IM at NCAAs. 
I'm not sure, but technically the heat sheets are available for the head coaches. We just have not gotten them yet. So she's probably already made the decision. We just don't know. Come on. (laughs) We need those heat sheets. Trying to get the heat sheets right now. Yeah, and it's always fun Um, to see what events they swim at conference versus NCAAs. And obviously she has the versatility to do anything she wants. Yeah, and obviously um, Gretchen Walsh with the 22.6. It's a big drop for her. And then right after that, Maggie McNeil goes at 22.5. I am so excited to see the two of them race each other at NCAAs. So right before we get to Maggie, I do just want to go back to, you know, you mentioned you didn't think Alex Walsh could match Alexis Wanger's split on that medley relay, which she didn't, but everyone else picked up the slack, which is where everyone else got faster. So like Gretchen was two tenths faster than last year. Alex was about three and a half tenths slower than Alexis, but then Lexi was two tenths faster. And then Kate Douglas dropped 0.05. Yeah. So everyone stepped up and yeah, going back to Gretchen and Maggie, I just think, I just think this sets us up really well for their battles at NCAs because even even if they weren't competing at the same meet, it still felt felt like they were going against each other virtually, just based on like, oh, twenty two six. Nope, I'm gonna go twenty two five. I just think Maggie really needs to swim the hundred back. Please, Maggie, swim the hundred back. I mean, it's crazy to see how far a how we consider Mm -hmm. the women's 50 back like a real event now because of the stars that are swimming it and swimming it at an insane level. And like, I think two years ago, no one had gone like 23-0 was Maggie's record, right? Gretchen was the first woman under 23 at last year's ACCs. So exactly a year ago, there was no one under 23. And now we have someone going 22-5. Right, like now that's just the standard, and you have Gretchen, you have Burkoff, you have McNeil, all just yeah. kind of routine. You know, it's like if you don't go twenty-two, it's like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, and Burkoff went twenty-three-two in on the same relay uh, today, and that's like a pretty good split. But we know she drops a lot from ACCs to NCA, so she could potentially surprise us at ncas maybe she'll go 22-4 i don't know i I feel like that's what she's done the last couple years right like you know even last year coming in as the nc defending ncaa champion i don't think many people had her defending that title and then she drops a full second american ncaa us open record and it's like okay well yeah burkoff's here to play yeah uh which is why Maggie McNeil needs to swim the 100 back because that trifecta battle of the Titans would just be epic. Do you think so, she, if she swims the 100 back, do you think she drops the 100 flyer or the 100 free? That's the question. Because I don't see a she world. She doesn't drop the 100 fly. Where she I think 100 free. So she, you think she does the double? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think she will do this. Yeah, I don't think she'll do the one back, but in the case that she does the one back. Yeah, in the case, like, in in my fantasy world, she (laughs) would swim. I mean, or maybe she would do three 100s and drop the 50. I do not see her doing that. But anyways, that's all fantasy. Not Yeah, I mean, I don't 
we know she's not doing that at this meet. I don't think she'll swim the hundred back at NCAAs just because she wants to secure her legacy in that hundred fly, mm. in my opinion. And she's not going to risk just doing a double um, in prelims for that. Yeah. Uh, so Yin Yin, aside from these two massive swims, what else stood out to you tonight? Um, something that stood out to me tonight was Florida's 200 medley relay on the women's side because last year Florida went 137.8 and they didn't even qualify for NCAs. And today they went 134.7, which is over three seconds faster, and they demolished the NCAA ACA. And a big um a big factor in this was uh, the arrival of Nina Kucheran, who is a fifth-year transfer from Florida State. She split 26-2, and I think last year, their breaststroker split maybe 28, 27, like way slower than that. And then they also had um, Aris Runnels, who's a sophomore, and she split, she led off in a 23-7 on the backstroke leg. And that's a really big drop for, for her because prior to today, her best time in the 50 back was a 24-5. And I think it just shows this upward trajectory that Florida's been on in the last two years under Anthony Nesty, and they're gaining a lot of really big additions. And I think they're just on they just have a lot of momentum going for them. And they won the they won the 800 free relay with the exception of Emma Wine. They split straight 143s, which is crazy. And I just think I think they could be in the conversation to win SECs. I still think Tennessee is the favorite because they probably have more depth than Florida, but Florida's really knocking on that door. And they beat Tennessee in both relays tonight. And yeah, I just think they're on a really good upward trend. It is really interesting. We, you know, I think we've been talking about the Florida women kind of going up there with Nesty for, for the last couple of years. And we've reported a lot on Tennessee's missing pieces this season. Um, and, you know, even when I was in Tennessee last month, talking, just talking to the coaches and talking to the women's team, um, you know, they're like, yeah, we've had a lot of absences for illnesses, for whatever reason. And we've just kind of had to refine our identity, you know, because it's like a big part of our team isn't there, especially when we get down to scoring meets like this, where it's like we were kind of depending on th these women's contributions. And now we don't have them. So now we kind of just have to get reorganized. And I think they'll do that here. But the Florida, you know, we see in their relays tonight, Tennessee is not what they were on paper at the beginning of the season, obviously. And I think it, I think Florida women are certainly going to give them a run for their money. Yeah. And it's not like the Tennessee woman did bad either. Um, Brooklyn mm -hmm. Douthright just went the top time in the NCAA in the 200 free 142.4. And then um, Mona McSherry split 25.9 on the 50 breast, which is insane. So they're still doing pretty well. They got third in the medley and then um second in the free relay it's just that florida's doing better mm -hmm. at least at least for tonight and like yeah. you said I, I think tennessee might flex with their scoring depth individually throughout the meet um where florida might not be there as a as a complete team yet <clears throat> but yeah we'll see how it plays out it should it should be interesting want to pull up one comment here 
Lucas Caswell. Elon's split was a WTF moment for me. No woman breaks 22 and doesn't do a great 100. Is she the next 49? Could we see a all 49 or 48 final, an all sub 50 final in NCAAs? I think she could go 49. Her best time is a 50.3, which is was set in 2021. So I think that's long overdue for a drop. And about the all 49 final, let's see, how many swimmers do we have in the NCAA that have gone 49? Douglas, McNeil, Husk, Curzan. I guess if you count Walsh, I don't know if she's going to swim it, but that's five. And then Sticklin. And then if Alonz goes 49, that would be seven. So we just need one more. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, certainly in prelims, it could take sub 50 to qualify for the final. I think asking for a sub 50 final would be, I my prediction is that 49.99 to make the final, but then there, there, there's one or two 50 points in there at night. I don't think Gretchen will swim it, yeah. but I do think there are a couple of girls who will step up at NCs. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be all eight swimmers going 49, but we could see a heat of nearly everyone going 49 and it's not just Alon's also Gabby Albiro split 20.8 in the 53 which tells me that she's in for some big drops in her other events as well because she's never been under 21 before on a relay so she could be another big player but just overall very fast yeah there's gonna be so many good events yeah um let's i want to hit on just a couple notes as we as we're wrapping up here um in the men's eight free relay at secs florida rolled i mean jake mitchell like jake no mitchell problem um i mean they they went 608 which is such a yeah. solid time out like at ncaa's it's still a good time but just outside of ncaa's that is just a really yeah. good time you know you're averaging 132 one and uh you know they had four guys go 32 or 31 and just yeah. a really solid performance after losing kieran smith um yes. and bobby fink who's not who wouldn't be on that relay probably anyway but you know it's like they they, they lost a lot of pieces and they're just like oh yeah no that's fine but they also gained a lot of pieces because jake mitchell is doing really well he wasn't He's, he never went – I think his fastest split was a 132.95. I was looking at the splits before this. And he went a 131.4 tonight and came home in 23. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's saucy. Yeah. Um, and then Auburn getting in for second. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the Auburn men look really solid in both those relays tonight yeah. they're in second after these relays plus diving to AM, which again the, the diving the individual diving event with no individual swimming event excuse it a little bit um mm -hmm. but you know they were second in this free relay and then third in this two medley and uh just top to bottom they they put up solid performances i'm really excited to see what they do for the rest of the meet yeah Coleman, how do you feel about Alex Walsh being left off the 800 free relay at ACCs? 
such a flex from UVA. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. And I it, that's an interesting point. We saw a lot of teams do this tonight, um, especially now that ACCs are combined men and women and, and have the, the five-day format instead of the f- typical four-day format um, that they adopted last year. It's, it's like there's two relays tonight, and why, why kind of use a swimmer on both if you don't need to? It's like they won. They didn't win handily, but they did. It, it was a convincing win, but, it, you know, Florida was kind of there. But, like, they didn't need the user is the point. Um, you mean Louisville? Sorry, Louisville. <laughs> My mistakes, yeah. So here, here so Louisville, the, I'm sorry, they won handily. They were they, they won by over two seconds. Um, and they didn't need to use Alex Walsh. Will they use her at NCAAs? I think so. Um, I think Stanford's going to be there in that relay, obviously. And so the, I think they will chase them in, in, in that relay, but maybe not. I mean, they can afford... I think they can afford a second place in that relay, especially if that means that Alex gets to swim on the other four relays and just knock him out of the park. Yeah. It definitely makes sense for ACCs as well, where they can win a lot of these relays with maybe not their top swimmers. And it's a great way to give more UVA swimmers relay experience because, you know, like Alex Walsh, Kate Douglas, Gretchen Walsh aren't going to be there forever. And Claire Tuggle, she's a freshman, and she she might not be on the 200 free, like, 800 free relay A team, but she's probably going to be swimming on these relays in the future when Walsh, people like Walsh and Ella Nelson graduate. So it's a great way for swimmers like her to gain more championship meet experience. And she had a decent split. She's someone that has had trouble dropping over recent years, so giving her that relay swim was probably a great way for her to gain some more racing experience. I absolutely. And to see Amy Caney come in and do what she's done in like a month and a half. I mean, like it's very reminiscent of Matt Sates. Again, obviously there's the South African connections, (laughs) but it's like, he just came in seamlessly. And and I love the joke of he just speed ran the NCAA, right? I mean, he, he just came in swam really fast for one semester and then peaced. And I don't think Amy Caney is going to do that, but it's incredible that she came from South Africa. She's been in the U S six weeks and she's already gone 142 twice, which she, she split 142 tonight, but it's like, she's already rocking and rolling. And so for them to have that piece, I mean, I think that's why Alex Walsh wasn't on this relay because she added a very, very good layer of depth uh, to that mid-distance crew at UVA. Yeah, of course. All right. I think that about wraps it up mm-hmm. for us. Any parting thoughts, Yin-Yin? Anything we missed before we sign off for night one? Um. Well, I'm just very excited about um, tomorrow. I feel like 50 free, 200 IM, 500. The first day is always I guess the most exciting day personally in my opinion so i'm really excited the the first day excitement is unlike anything else yeah. we had such a good first day today that it's like all right what's gonna happen tomorrow <laughs> i mean i think it's a little sad that like if jordan crooks goes 17 9 tomorrow everyone's gonna be like yep no that's about right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
Uh, all right. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, Yinian and I might just be back again tomorrow uh, for, for a Swim Swam deep dive. But until then, tune in to SwimSwam.com for all the meat coverage this week, next week, and in weeks to come. All right. See you.